This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, hey, what do you say we do a podcast for you? A little late getting started about 20 minutes later than normal, but we are here, Al. We are here, Jerry. A couple things. Uh, Yesterday in the podcast or two days ago, whatever, we were talking about uh, beer sales. Yes. And we we ended up talking a lot about beers. Yeah. Right. And uh, you had brought up about uh, Guinness. Yeah. The the stout, they call that, Mm -hmm. Jerry. It's a thick beer. Yes. You must have mentioned somewhere in there that it had... More calories, or it I would seems have, like I would think so than a than a Michelob Ultra. I would yeah. think so as well. Uh, but multiple people reached out to me to tell me that the a Guinness only has about ten more calories than like a Miller Light. Shut up! Yeah, I was shocked by that. Miller Light's got ninety. You're telling me a Guinness is a hundred calories? A hundred? Uh, I think it was a hundred and twenty. I think a regular beer is like 110 mm. if it's not. The Ultras are like ninety. The Ultras or are ninety, and I believe yeah. Miller Light is ninety five because there's an oh, advertising right, right. agency. Yeah, I had a. There's an ad that shows, hey, you get a Miller Lite, it's only got five more calories than yeah. this, than this thin, you know, uh, than this uh, very light beer. Yes. So. Yeah, that's actually a good ad. That's yeah. interesting. But, but it is, wasn't. Hold on, though. Is that for 12 ounces or 16? Because it sure. comes in the pints. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't that know. That is interesting. I just heard from people saying it wasn't as as uh, as caloric, as calorically dense, the Guinness, as that's people That's really think. interesting. I would have. Yeah. Wow. No, it's also weird. 12 ounces, 125. Yeah. Interesting. It's like uh, about coffee. Yeah. You know how, like, you would assume that a dark brew. Yes, I know Eddie blew your mind with this. Yeah, that a dark brew would have more caffeine, but the lighter the brew, the more caffeine. I yeah, guess. I didn't know that till Eddie told Crazy. you and you were I feel like I told that stunned. to Eddie because I read that somewhere, and I told Eddie because he... Eddie's one of those guys maybe that looks you at you. were the one that stunned Eddie to that. Yeah, maybe. like if you... If, I know you two had the yeah, conversation. I, I read that somewhere. Got it. And I was stunned because I always thought the darker the coffee, like if you really needed a caffeine boost, I'd be like, give me the French roast. Now, in fairness, if you have four Guinnesses compared to four Michelob Ultras, yeah. that is an additional 140 calories. Correct, then it adds up. You're right. But nowhere near what I thought. Right. So I stand correct. Yeah, I would have thought it'd be like 300 calories. Yes. 250? Yeah. Second thing, uh, 
I don't know why this is now starting to bother me. You know how I told you I enjoy the uh, African gray parrots and I follow one yeah. on Instagram? You follow a parrot on Instagram, yes. Correct. I follow Apollo and friends on Instagram. Okay. It's an African gray parrot. It started bumming me out that I feel like of all the animals, we, we probably shouldn't have birds in our homes. Yeah, they should fly. Yeah. I agree. Like I was getting sad that here's this super intelligent bird that's stuck in a cage yeah and they let them out but it's still you're in the as you're not in the jungles like they're like, not flying around the sky yeah birds should be in the jungle mm-hmm. yeah right i completely agree i felt like bad for the parrot because at some point we have to take the parrot from somewhere so, to bring it so here. two schools of thought yeah it is that we are trapping them and they don't get to fly like they were created to fly mm-hmm. as in their natural state opposite side they get sick, we take care of them. They're hungry, they eat. It's cold out, they're warm. Nothing's going to attack them in the house. They're not going to get eaten by a wild animal. Yeah. So positive, negative, which would you rather be? Yeah, I guess, uh, you know, if you're, if you're feeling the love as a parrot, then you would you would be in the home. But, yeah. <clears throat> you know, when you see them fly just a short distance to land on the couch or something, it just looks like, oh, it's man, it. yeah, this bird probably really wants to go fly somewhere. I don't disagree. But also, like, a parrot, an African gray parrot in the wild would never learn to talk. Because they would, ha- they Fair. wouldn't, they wouldn't be around. Would they mimic animal animal sounds? I think they mimic sounds. Yeah, but they wouldn't be speaking a language because no one's talking to them. Right. So someone who actually captured one realized it could, at some point, could mimic sounds. Yeah. And then tried the voice and the voice, or by surprise, right, it just started talking like the person, and you're like, "Holy crap! Look what we got here." Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So. That's a good way to look at it, though, like you said. like Because didn't you say, what was the thing you used to say about the... My cats. Yeah, the, your cats. Yeah, that the like, adoption agencies are like... When we, when we, yes, when we were looking to adopt both of them, all, all three, actually. And they ask you to sign a sheet that you're not going to have their front claws taken out. And I wouldn't do it. I said, I'm, I'm going to. I said, because I don't want my house destroyed. And their response was, well, we don't think that that is humane. I said, okay, well, I think it's a lot better than living off the street and being attacked by a raccoon. I said, so they can live that way and sit in this cage until someone else takes them and treats them however, or they can come home with us, sleep in a bed, be fed twice a day, <laughs> get hugged, kissed, play with balls, <laughs> like whatever they want to do. They can live in the lap of luxury, or they can just keep roaming the streets and try and find food in the sewers. You tell me. And all three times, twice it was the same woman. Uh, the third time was a different woman. The, all three times they actually signed off on it. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Or or they just turned the other way and continued on with the adoption. Yeah. It's very simple. And, and, and at the vet and veterinarian, you know, they do it. And we asked them to do it. And they said, well, you know, this is very painful for the cats. And I said, oh, so the cat's awake without without any pain medicine? Well, no, they're they're put to sleep. I'm like, oh, okay, so they don't feel it. Well, no, not when we're doing it. I said, okay, do they get medicine for the pain? Well, for sure. I'm like, so what's the problem? <laughs> and then I go into my whole routine about how we treat these cats, and they just stop talking and they do it. So really, these places are all against the declawing of, of cats. And I understand that. 
I do. I 100% understand that. If someone wanted to rip your nails out, yeah, it's not a pleasant thing. I totally get it. But I also think and understand, in my opinion, and don't tweet me. I don't care what you think. I also believe that 24 hour, a tough 24 hours compared to what I hope is 18 to 19 years of living like a prince or a princess yeah. is worth it. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna have an outdoor cat, it needs its claws. An indoor cat doesn't need its claws. We also listen. We we cut the balls off of uh, dogs right. and cats. And right. We, uh, oh, that's that's really great. Let me right. come cut your balls off, Al. <laughs> right. That they require you to do. Yes. But taking the nails out so you don't destroy a home. Oh, that that's terrible. That's a great point. But let's cut your nuts off. <laughs> right. Where they look down on you if you don't cut their nuts yes. off. Yes. It's, but that, again, goes to the hypocrisy of society. People decide what is humane and what's not. Yeah. F off. <laughs> Come on. You hear that? Society. No, I, am I right, though, or wrong? No, that's correct. What meats we eat? Oh, like, yeah. It's okay to destroy and, and just, you know, slaughter cows because they have no value other than being food. But God forbid you touch a rabbit. <laughs> right. Or a dog. A dog. Or a cat. Because rabbit, they do have on some of these weird menus. You never see a dog or cat. Yes, but it's that's rare. Yes. You, you don't see that very often. Not very often. But my God. I mean, hell, some pe- people shoot deer. That's fine. But don't take the claws out of the cat. F you. You know what, when they're real, what's funny? is there, there are people that are for hunting deer. Mm-hmm. But against when New Jersey does the bear hunt. <laughs> because there's like bears in everybody's neighborhoods. Uh, yeah. Hypocrisy. Yes, hypocrisy. It's all Jerry. around us, and it will never go away. Mm-hmm. I uh, tweeted about this the other day, and I bring it up to you because it got a bit of a reaction from people. And it was just that, like, homeowners really love mulch, I've noticed. Yeah. Like, around... Looks nice. Yeah, I guess, like, around May, mm-hmm. people start putting the mulch out. Yeah. And it is, my entire neighborhood is just covered in mulch. Yeah, yeah. Some of the mulch smells. It does smell. And some of it... Usually when you water it down, that kills it. Okay, because some of it really smells like manure. Yeah, well, uh, that doesn't surprise me. And then some of it's just like wood. Mm -hmm. Colored wood chips. Yeah. Which is it? Is it manure or is it wood? Well, well, it's wood. That's usually when the trees are taken down. They get grinded up and they make mulch out of it. Oh, okay. And then they spray paint them, basically. Some put, um, some put, what is it called, weed killer in in some of them. That gives you an extra layer or an extra season, maybe without weeds yeah. popping up underneath. Um, I I actually love mulch because I like the, especially in the beginning of the season when it's fresh and matted down with the water. It's just that we have black mulch out front, not a ton, but out front we have the black mulch. It just looks nice. I like it better than the rocks are fine, but I prefer the mulch myself. Yeah. I hate with the smell when it first gets put down. I, that yeah. drives me crazy. I don't mind it because there's a sense of something just got accomplished. Yeah. When I smell the like, mulch. Like, oh, that's, you just smell that? That's spring. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That's the smell of spring. Now, I have rocks around the pool. Big, oh, yeah. like, river rocks Yeah, that's the pool. a classic for the pool. You got to have rocks. I do like that. I would prefer mulch. I would. I like the around way the it pool. looks better. The problem is the feet. You go in the pool. Now you got mulch in the pool. Rocks, there's no... Is what it is. Right. There's only so many different looks you can have. Yes. You there's know? all different kinds of mulch, too. I know there's some mulch that's like rubber. Yes. They Rubbery. do make rubber mulch, which we put down in play areas, which is really cool. 
It's made so, out of like tires, I think. Yeah. It's, it's tires. shredded tires. Yeah. And it looks great. And if you want, you could do that in your property too, but it's probably, I would say it's probably five times the amount, six times the amount. That's a lot. A bag of rubber mulch, as you want to call it, is expensive. We did it for our other house, the play area. The boys were small. And I put the rubber mulch underneath the uh, the swings, so if they fell, it'd be like like a little padding. Bounce right off it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Now the other thing I noticed, people would be like, "Oh yeah, we put down uh, nine yards. What is that? Is a yard so you still can, three feet, or in mulch is that a different measurement? It's, it's the yard of the crate of mulch that they're going to bring from, and uh, not the bags. It's when you have it delivered. Oh, you you'll, buy, you buy do that yard. in yards. Yes. But do but if I were to say I it's need, a, it's an estimate. But does it mean it's going to cover three feet or no? I always took it as, I always assumed it was the depth of the truck. A yard of mulch in the truck is what oh, they okay. drop off. So three feet of of uh, mulch it, truck, or that's, a truck amount of three feet. That's what I always thought it to okay. be. The only time I've ever done mulch, I bought the bags because it's easier, or I've had the landscaper come with the mulch himself like yeah. we did this year. I also see when I'm in the stores, a lot of variety, like, I would think there's like one brand of mulch. Why do we have mul- all these different brands? Scott's is probably the most popular one. Red mulch, black mulch, brown mulch. Yeah, different colored mulches. Yeah. That's just paint. Yeah, essentially. I yeah. got to get my dog seriously to stop eating mulch. Your dog eats wood? Yeah. Well, that can't be good she, coming out the other end. No, and sometimes she throws it up while yeah, I'm here at work. Yeah, because it's wood. Yeah. Why don't you try work. eating wood, see if it stays down in your stomach. I don't know why she's eating the wood. Like, we'll be know. going, we'll walk... And because the mulch is everywhere, she'll grab a, a quick piece and keep it in her mouth. Hmm. And then she will chew it and yeah, swallow it. not good. And you just told me there could be pesticides on it. I didn't know that part. Some mulches have, have um, weed killers. Yeah, in weed them. killers. Yes. Man. There is a, there's a black, it could be all different colors, but there is a black Scots mulch that has weed killer in it. Somebody else were also wrote to me on Twitter and said that you got to be careful with mulch. Ticks like to hang out in mulch. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Didn't but only one person told me that. Was not aware of that. I did find a tick on my leg the other day. Really? Yeah. I saw it on the bottom of my leg. I'm like, what the hell is that? And I just started pumping. I'm like, oh, look at that. That's a tick. And I was able to peel the whole thing out. Was it engorged with your blood or no? No. Not not yet. You pulled it out with your finger? Yeah. Wow. Yep. Because I didn't know what it was. Yeah. And then I took it out. I'm like, that's a tick. I don't ever think to look for ticks. Yeah, I try to. I try to. Depending upon where we are, what we're doing. Woodsy baseball field, look for ticks. Yeah. You know, I try to wear hats, of course, all the time. And I don't wear shorts anymore around the baseball field. I'm always in pants because it's enough. Right. You don't need ticks on your legs. Which is really amazing that you got one on your penis. How does that happen? It, incredible. I had a tick nuts. on the head of my penis. It's just bizarre that that would happen. It happened on uh, Fire Island. I, I remember. I know. I was uh, a guest bartending with Boomer for his charity, and I don't know where I got it because I was guest bartending in a bar. Yeah. I walked back to Boomer's friend's house, and that was through there. There are a lot of trees on Fire Island, but I wasn't walking. But you through weren't the woods. nude. I wasn't nude. So either one crawled up my leg because I was wearing shorts. I was able to get that in one shot. I was so lucky. I pulled yeah, with a pair of tweezers, and I didn't pinch, in, pinch any of my penis head skin. Could you imagine what that would have been like? Oh, my God. You yeah. would have had a deformed penis. I immediately called my sister. I go, what do I do? Yeah, I hear you. Because I was like, I'm going to end up in the emergency room Is with the, the tick penis. Th- and this isn't, I'm not being funny. Yeah. 
Is that a situation like if you needed help, you would have been comfortable with someone doing that for no. you? No. Yeah, and you're talking about a serious situation. Right. Like I had like my next door neighbor many years ago when I was still living at home. She pulled a tick out of my back. That's like, your back. Exactly. That's different. I'm going to show my neighbor my penis, especially with a tick in it. It gets very scared and it's very tiny and retracts. I don't think at that point you should be worried about the size. Yeah. I think at that point, just get it out. The good news is it shrinks so much the tick looks huge and it's easy to get. <laughs> Jackets. <laughs> You're such a fool. Yeah. Eh, nuts. Mm. If it would have been on my balls, I would have never have seen it. Well, I, yes. Right? I mean, it would be underneath. How and would then it would have gotten so enlarged, I could have gotten Lyme disease. Mm-hmm. Easily. That Lyme disease is a weird one. Yes, it can kill you. It could kill you. It could drive you mentally crazy is that true yeah like it like screws with your brain chemistry or not something good, man not good gotta be careful with the yes. ticks be very careful always check yeah always check jerry always check. all right let's do the warm-up program all right sorry if this might have been a few minutes shorter than usual but uh you gotta get your parking taken care of we had to uh we had a, a big show meeting right after the uh, program we did how about that we don't have many of them, so everyone. So you gotta, you can't be like, oh, we gotta run and get this podcast because we don't get asked a lot to. True. For a quick meeting, so when you get asked to do a quick meeting, you got to do the quick meeting. And we did, and I got a Jolly Rancher out of it. You did get a Jolly Rancher. Yep. Uh, okay, Jerry, let's do the warm show. Oh, tomorrow's Friday. It is. How about that? A uh, summer Friday. We don't have any Mets or Yankees tonight. No. So we'll have plenty of quality material for the warm up show. I tell you that right now. We always do. Because we don't have to worry about breaking down Mets and Yankees. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So. What up, y'all? It's your boy, Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. Talk New York sports with us. 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, here we go. We do this for you on a Thursday, a good feel Thursday. The Eddie Scazzeri. Good morning to you, sir. How you being? Across from me, his name is Al Tommy Dukes. What's up, man? Good morning to you, Jerry. I had a, uh, I don't know if you ever had this. I, I have a coffee on my way into work. Yeah, I, I do that a, every day, yeah. Yeah, make a coffee at home, put it in one of those uh, cups with the lids. I had a faulty lid this morning. I was unable to drink from the lid without it sliding down and then landing in on my hand and in my lap. Ooh, you didn't dribble down your uh, neck? Uh, didn't get down to my neck, but I had to go lid-free. Yeah. In hopes that I didn't hit any bumps or... You have know why to... you can do that now? What do you mean? 
why you can do that without the lid. Why? Because you're not on the BQE anymore. Correct. Or the uh, the Staten Island Expressway or right. any of those New York roads that have potholes everywhere. I'm on the Parkway, which is good. Yes. Um, but I always worry that, because uh, I have a couple times in my life had a deer run out. Sure. That I've jammed the brakes. And if I would have done that, I would have had hot coffee all, all over in, the place. All into my shifter. Yep. The the shifter thing. Jerry, what do you call that thing? What do you call that thing where you oh, go gear park? Shifter. Gear shift? Yeah. Yep. You know, your coffee thing is right by the gear shifter. Yeah, most people have lids on them. Right, most people have lids. So then I had to drink my coffee extra fast because I wanted to get to the level where if I stopped short, it wouldn't go yep. into my electronic gear and all that stuff, Jerry. So, Or you could have just left it covered and just drank it when you got here. Yeah, I was Risk-reward. Yeah, yeah, risk-reward. But I, I listen, I'm That's a... It really sounds like an oyster. Jerry, I'm a risk-taker. No, you're not. You know me. Not even a remote. You would have been... Oh, my gosh. If you would have had a slam on the brakes yeah. or had a pothole... And coffee would have went into your wonderful dash mm-hmm. or that that great electronic situation oh, you got yeah. in your car. Beautiful. You would have been a miserable beaster this yes. morning. Yes, I, I would say. have been. But this I wasn't. This isn't even like a first world problem. This is like an owl world. Correct. Yeah. yeah. This is about as relevant to everybody else as him worried about jeans for a month and a half. Some people no don't. No one cares but him. Somebody, some people don't take risks in life. Others do, like myself. You going to go bungee jumping this weekend? Nah, probably not this weekend. How about Jerry? you jump out of a plane? Nah. No, I'm not gonna do that nah, either. Nah, 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 nah. Deep way, sea Jerry, fishing. Deep sea fishing. No, it's like I watched that show with the crabs where they go crabbing. Uh, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I used to watch called. that too. I don't watch it anymore. I don't. I don't. I've I don't seen remember it, the name of it. But yes, it's uh, crazy. Yeah, like, nuts. What people go through to mm-hmm. get us crabs. Yeah, and how many that they end up with. Yeah, it's uh, and then so we were talking about. I uh, will get to the Mets and the Yankees yeah. one second. I did tell you about this guy on YouTube. You got to watch. He's got a new, uh, a new, he's a cooker, like a barbecue cooker, if you will. All right. A barbecue guy. He cooks everything outside. And his latest episode, he's cooking lobster on the grill outside. The amount of butter to make yeah. this lobster taste like something <laughs> yeah. to the point last week. Ugh. Right. Lobster. Just there. Yeah. Not, it's not worth. I don't think so. The taste is like. A, and how expensive it is. Yeah. A delicious steak has taste. In- Agreed. Agreed. Lobster, you're right. I guess you can make the case you got to season the hell out of that too, but I could eat that just on the grill with no seasoning. Yeah, and just lobster a little salt. Just boring steak with salt is yeah. terrific. Agreed. Jerry, the New York Mets somehow pulled off a win last they night. They did pull off a win last night, and they certainly made enough mistakes. Where yeah. had they lost, we could have been pinpointing a whole bunch of them yes. this morning. This is one I think Brandon Nimmo said. Uh, because they won, mm-hmm. you take those mistakes and you learn from them. Had yes. they lost, I don't even know if the fans would be enraged anymore. I feel like they they become very apathetic with this team right now. Correct. Now, the game was on ESPN, it was. which I love. Everything's mic'd up. And- yeah, the, the umpire is great. <laughs> yeah. Ball down. <laughs> yeah. That's out. Everything yep. is loud. The atmosphere seemed really cool. Yeah. There seemed to be a lot of people there. It they was had sold to- out. They had the crowd mic'd up. Mm-hmm. They had the bats mic'd up. They had really cool angles from the catcher's perspective. I on told some of the you, strikeouts. I love. I actually cool. want an alternate version. Yeah, with the catcher's or the umpire's uh, cam. Yeah, I would love to watch a game like that. And I don't mean the entire game. I mean I want every pitch like that. And then when the balls hit, switch to the normal view. But I, I actually would love to watch a game like that. Yeah, I think it would it's be pretty unique. cool. It would be unique. Yep. And and for. 
like SNY or Yes Network, who's running all these games all season long, why not something different one night? Just pick a random night. Well, I think that ESPN is trying to be a little innovative to yeah. make sure or try and get more people to watch, and I think they've done a good job with that. I think the microphone that they usually have out in front of home plate has been good. I think the the umpire cam is outstanding. My guess would be it costs more money to do. Yeah. And I guess why fix what's not broken for SNY. And, yeah, I don't think Yankee fans or Met fans are not putting their games on because they don't have an umpire cam. Correct. So, but I would I would love if ESPN would give me an – we have so many alternate versions of things. Give me an alternate version of a baseball game where I get to see every pitch from the umpire cam. I like it, Jerry. I like it. Who do we talk to? ESPN. But they're firing everybody, so I don't even know who you would talk to there. I guess Pat McAfee you could reach out you to. Could, you know what? Maybe he could get that done. He's the only guy over there that uh, we know is getting money. So let's talk about the mistakes. Let's count right. the ways because there were a lot of them. For the Mets, you're saying. You got Jeff McNeil's throw over to first base on the double play. That Vientos, I don't know what he was doing. Never moved his leg and but just it was a terrible stretched. Throw. Not a good throw. Very catchable, though. Very catchable throw. So Not a good throw. Not so a good throw. Let me ask you this. You got the polar bear over there on first he makes base. That catch. He's scooping that up, right? Yeah, he makes that catch. Because he knows where to position himself Correct. on the bag. Even they were even they were talking about that, like where his foot, Fientos' foot was in the middle of the bag. Yeah. Never moved his left leg, just kind of reached over. Um, so that was a terrible play. Okay. Nimmo's base running, base running. Where he gets uh, terrible tagged out at second base, trying to go back with the bases loaded yes. and ends the inning. Horrible. Horrible, terrible. horrible, horrible. You had uh, Kiner Falefa, a heads-up straight steal of home. Not to mention the, the pitch was horrific. <laughs> that yeah. allowed it. Well, the pitcher said he saw him. Probably got him a little nervous. Yeah, he saw him going, and he thought, what do I do here? I'll just make a regular pitch, and I got a good chance of getting him. So and the, then... the, uh, the regular pitch almost hit McKinney in the face. <laughs> then you had the hit-by-pitch of Rizzo that basically hit him in the chest. Yep. So there was a lot not to like last night, but they won. And one of the things there was to like, and the things we have mostly been killing the Mets for, is uh, their starting pitching. Justin Verlander. Justin Verlander. And wasn't... They were even talking about this in the seventh inning, I want to say, during the broadcast, where they were like, you know, this was not... You'll see the box scoring like, hey, look at Justin Verlander. Six yeah. innings, one run. It wasn't vintage Verlander. Like, his fastball wasn't great. He wasn't topping out at 99. He was just trying to figure out a way to get through a game. Kind of like one of those starts where you just got to gut your way through. Very much like we've seen over the years. Remember when Jacob DeGrom used to pitch? I remember him. And he would have dominant games. And then he would games where you knew he just didn't have it. And yet you'd look up and he'd give you six innings, one run, and you just fight. That's kind of what last night felt like. And he did a good job. And he got away with a couple. Uh, he hung a couple pitches yeah. that did not. I mean, there was one the Giancarlo Stanton that hung Could have right been up there. Hit, and yeah, he swung straight yep. through it. Yep. Uh, but that could have been a disaster. Okay, so that was a good thing. For that the was Mets. a good thing. Nimmo coming up clutch with the head at the end is a is a, a very good thing. What else? Well, those were the good things. Those I were. The- <laughs> <laughs> Those were the good things. <laughs> I did see, you know, Francisco Lindor did get the first hit of the night yep. off of Cole. Yep. But then, you know, he was up with men in scoring position. He just and popped up the third base. Pop foul, foul, foul territory. territory. Yeah, mm-hmm. that sucks. Yeah. Was swinging over that slider or whatever type of pitch that was. Yeah. On a couple of occasions in that at bat specifically. And Garrett Cole pitched very well. He always pitches well. He's You're right. so He's for- steady. He's consistently steady is correct. He's consistent. That's what he is. He's not flat. 
It's a strange thing. He's not flashy. Yeah. He doesn't make it about him. He just goes out and he does his job and he does it very well. And there's nothing to not like about Garrett Cole. This uh, steal of home plate by IKF. Yeah. First of all, that whole situation. IKF was the was the guy running on the double play ball that got uh, correct thrown into the dirt, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Then he steals second and on a terrible throw to second gets the third. Right. Then steals home. Correct. I mean, that's getting around the bases. That is manufacturing yourself a run. Yes, it is. Very well done by him. Why do more guys not try to steal home bases? Like no Probably one don't was... want to die. <laughs> no one was keeping that's him why. on the bag. It's dangerous. Like if the signs get mixed up and the batter swings and you... pulls a foul ball right in your face. Or a bat right in your face. Or yeah. It's a dangerous play. Even like, and I know they're professionals, but you miss a sign, you miss a sign. You know how many times even at the 13 or Matthew was 15 or 16, now he's obviously done with high school, but when I was coaching him, even at the on the big field at 13, 14, 15 years old, how many times I wanted to call a suicide squeeze, but I'm terrified that the batter doesn't get the signal and he swings. And it's so, it's, it's an easy play. I mean, you got to put the bat on the ball, of course, but... You just to me, it's not worth it. Risk reward. I think honestly, I think that's a lot. There's a lot to it. So I wonder how that whole thing goes down. Like, how do they decide? So he gets the third base on the the bad throw from the catcher. Got to be some sign for a hold and a steal. I don't know. And they're looking, and no one's covering him. The yeah. pitcher's not looking over at him, and he's he the lead he had was he was a third of the way down the line. <laughs> absolutely yes. insane. Yeah, absolutely. There was there was one really good camera angle that showed. I mean, he wasn't anywhere near the base. To the point where I think if I forget who was it Rayleigh who I don't remember who the pitcher was, um, if he would have looked over and thrown, he could have taken off for home and probably got there. Right, right. And if he would have thrown the third instead. That's how much of a lead he had. The only way that you he would have been in trouble was if he stepped off the mound and ran at him. Right, and then kind of got him back to third, and then threw it and tagged him out. But I mean, he had a monster lead. So really, mean, a heads up play. That's got to be if you're an adrenaline junkie, Jerry. Yeah, that's got to be a cool play for you to just go. Whoosh, Heading for home. I agree. You know you're sliding. You hope you don't get hit with a foul ball in the face. You hope you don't get a barrel of the bat in the face. What would you deem more dangerous? The steal of home, mm-hmm. hoping that the batter saw the sign and doesn't <laughs> swing, or when you think the guy is going to bunt and the first baseman is 30 feet away, and then you see him pull back and go to swing? Yeah, I think... The Keith Hernandez. Yeah, I think more dangerous is still the steal of home. I agree. Because you're sliding. There's a lot going on in a very small... It is a chaotic half a second. It's a very small piece of land you're negotiating. That is very true. Very difficult. So now the Mets and Yankees are both off again tonight. I hate... It's so... Yeah, it sucks. It does. Didn't we just have this? Yeah, Monday. Monday. Yeah. Where neither team They were off Monday. They're off Thursday. So then the Cardinals, Jerry, come to City Field... On Friday. Yeah, which is usually fun. The Cardinals are not good. Is that right? No. Good. Cardinals have had a bad season. Well, maybe the Mets will get some wins. But it's, you know, that's another thing where, and I know there's been a lot of conversation about um, about Buck and Billy Epler and all that. You, and I know in hockey, you can be a coach, and even in the NBA, you can be coach of the year one year, next year you get fired. Sometimes if you got the right guy, sometimes you don't have great seasons. It doesn't mean you just fire and blow the whole thing up. Correct. So the Cardinals have not had a great season. The Cardinals historically always seem to win. Well, it's still the Cardinals, and the Mets need to to win some games. So maybe, maybe, maybe they can take some momentum into Friday and actually do some win two out of three. That's a very that be nice. That's a very nineteen eighties matchup for me. Yeah, 
Mets Cardinals. Sure. And you were wearing the Cardinal shirt last week. I was. I, will. I would never wear it this week, Jerry. Fraud fan. Um, this week, I'm the a Cardinals twenty-seven and forty-two. Nice. A very uncardinal-like season. That's perfect for us. This well, is no, good. it's not actually because the Mets have lost series to the Tigers, to the Pirates, as uh, we were talking about the other day. Fair point. Yeah, not great. So, not a guarantee. No, there's not, not a there's guarantee. Two out of three. No guarantee at all. Hmm. Not, not at all. And then the Yankees go up to Boston, Jerry. Yeah, I, Boston. I got to tell you, and I know when the Red Sox are really good again, they're average right now. I know when they're really good again, and the Yankees are really good, it'll feel like something. Yankees Red Sox feels like nothing to me. Yeah, we need like uh, some sort of brouhaha. We need villains. Yeah, we need villains. Exactly, Jerry. We need villains. Yeah, it's like eh. we got no villains. No, like mm, I don't know. It's, what were you about to say? You almost had like a hot take there. No, I no. I was, was gonna, gonna say, say like nasty. we need a Pedro Martinez. We yeah. need someone that's going to pick up the rivalry again. Yeah, like I don't know. We need a Pedro Martinez type, Jerry, and we need to find the oldest coach on the Yankees, and he needs to take needs, him down. He needs to get thrown down. Yeah, by his giant, bulbous, bald head. <laughs> I suppose. Still one of the most insane things in the history of baseball. Uh, yes. The sight of that, yeah. I completely agree. That a, is very A true. young pitcher yeah. taking an old man by his large, bald head and throwing him to the yeah. ground? Yeah. That's crazy. Like, the only interesting figure... I would say, I could be wrong. The only interesting figure I think in that matchup would be like a guy that's a hothead that would be Chris Sale. We know he's nuts. He's not even like he's injured. I think he's injured again. So I believe he is. Pedro has moved on. Don Zimmer, unfortunately, has moved on. What was the more wild thing? I'll give you two choices. Okay. Oh, A or B. You got the Pedro Martinez. Throwing old Don Zimmer to the ground. Right. Or Roger Clemens throwing the broken bat at and Mike Piazza. Piazza. What? Well, that's a good one. <laughs> I, I have to go with Pedro. Well, I'm going to go with Clemens. Here's why. In fairness to Pedro, Zimmer charged him. Okay. Uh, honestly. I guess Pedro could have stood there and took it. I think he just reacted. Terrible look. I agree. But Zimmer did charge him. Mike Piazza did nothing but <laughs> was that, trotting the first base. That and, like, Pedro didn't make excuses for it. He said, like, he, he did what he did. Roger Clemens saying he thought it was the ball. Right, great. So now you're throwing a baseball at him. <laughs> like, neither one of those was a good answer. What a wild, those are yeah. two wild baseball experiences. I would say the Clemens. I would love to sit down with Clemens and watch that. And say, all right, it's not the ball. Because if it was the ball, you'd be throwing the ball at him. Like, honestly, <laughs> right. what was going through your mind? The only answer is, I want to kill him. Yeah, he was <laughs> so jacked up. Yes. He's just infuriated. I don't know what else you could say. Doesn't make any sense. Because what else is your intent there? I might have to go watch that during the break. There you go. If I go watch it, you mean just pull it up on the computer? <laughs> yeah, or on my phone. Oh, you can no do that. That's right, here. yes. Yeah. What year would you say that was? I thought that was, uh, was that a World Series or just a... a uh... I think it was 2000. It was yeah. 2000? But not the series because I no, remember it, during it, the series it was talk what's right. going to happen. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, I'm going to Google that. All right. I'm going to YouTube that. During you the break do too. that. And then when we come back, more on the Mets and Yankees. <laughs> it <laughs> I, is a thin show sheet today, as I've they got say. some other items. I got ah, a couple other stuff. baseball items. I have a football item. Yeah. Okay. Nothing of much substance, though. 
I got to be honest. Stretch, Jerry, stretch. By the way, the um, Braves did sweep a doubleheader from the Tigers. Oh, is that right? So the Mets are 10 out. Even with the win, the Mets are 10 out. And uh, the Yankees now 9 out because the Rays avoided losing a third straight to the A's. So that oh, seven-game okay. winning streak is over. So, so the more. A's won again? No, no. I said the Rays beat the A's. Oh. And the Ra- the A's had their seven-game winning streak snapped. Oh, I see what you just but said. But there then. are more baseball things, which we'll get to yes. in just a moment. And then Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan. All right, 525, Al was doing his research during the break as he was reliving the Piazza and Clemens moment. So, for clarity, Piazza got beamed in the summer in the head by Clemens. And then you had the broken bat and then him throwing it at the World Series game. Yeah, that was the World Series game. Yeah. So, a couple uh, things here. First, when it was shown live, they the camera followed the foul ball into the dugout. So, right. you didn't even see what happened until... The went to the replay, and then that's when Buck and McCarver noticed it. Or yeah, did they, well, notice they, they it noticed live? it right away because you could hear the crowd, yeah, reacting. But if you're reading lips, Clemens is yelling at the ump. I thought it was the ball, and then after the whole thing goes down, he still has to pitch to Piazza, yeah. who who just hits a weak grounder to second. Probably thought and, he was headhunting again. And then as he's walking off the field, Clemens is doing like, "My bad, that's on me." Yeah, you think? <laughs> I love when people do that. No kidding. Yeah. No, that's on me. Yeah. I think people think when you go my bad that it you're now instead of saying instead of apologizing or that just that just to think if you go my bad or I'm sorry my like, bad it means I have now no longer any fault in this. No, well, no, you no, still that's have my fault bad. In it. Yeah. I mean, you're taking responsibility for it. I'll give yeah. you that, but it's still not. Or it's just like, uh, hey, you didn't show up to work yesterday. Yeah, that's that's on me. That's my bad. So we good? And then what? We, and was it the following summer when the Met pitcher threw at Piazza? Uh, not Piazza at Clemens, but threw like weekly threw behind him. I don't remember that. Sean at Estes. All. Sean Estes. That was his name. Yes, he was the guy. I remember. And again, we're going back to listening to Mike and Chris. Yeah, I remember back in the day. I was working with Beningo at the time overnights, and I remember people wondering if that's right. Sean Estes is he going to have? the cojones to throw at Clemens, who's going to hit at Shea Stadium. And instead of throwing at him, he threw behind him. Which is stupid. Which is weak. My bad. Because you're you're getting in trouble and you didn't do anything. Correct. I don't know. You know, I don't know that he got in trouble. I don't remember. Doesn't even send a message. No, it doesn't. The only message sent was Clemens, no doubt, went into the batter's box knowing a ball was coming his way. But then he he doesn't even hit him. The My message bad. is, I'm supposed to hit you, but I'm a wuss. So I'm going <laughs> to throw it behind you to make it look like I tried to hit you. My bad. My bad. Kind of. Yes. So that's on me. Kind that of. That is on me. I don't remember if that. I think that was, it had to have been 2001, I would think, the following year. Yeah. Right, because World Series, it wouldn't have been done there. So, yeah. What did you make of this uh, play last night in the Met-Yankee game? Jeff McNeil was playing second base for the I Mets, hate of this. course. I hate this. And he was trying to hold the runner on yeah, second base. He's on the bag. So one of his feet. Here's my problem with this. We're on the other side of the bag and they called sort him Sort of. They called him for sort of. being in a shift. But his body is in the right spot. He's right down the line and there's an umpire 3 feet from him behind him who doesn't call it. Instead, it's the home plate umpire who's 100 feet away. I mean, it's stupid. Honestly, stupid. I I'm all for. I really am. I have no problem with the shift and things like that being, you know, having rules against yeah. it. 
This is getting stupid, though. That's t- he called it ticky-tacky. It's silly. It really is. It's. I, he also said by the time the pitch was delivered, he was fully on his side of the bag. Yeah. But the ump said, you have to be there when the pitcher comes set. I went back. I watched it five times. Yeah. I, give me a break. Stupid. I mean, really. We're getting... We've gotten to. I like the pitch clock. I do. I know Me some. Too. I know some pitchers don't. I like it. I think the game really moves, um, and there's a rhythm to the game. I don't mind some of the rules they've put in place. This one is silly. Let me ask you about this rule because we've now had it for a while now, and it we, we see it a lot. What do you do? You like this man on second base in no, the tenth? No, I never have liked it. No, I don't. I don't yeah. think it's baseball. As me, it's very much like. The shootout in hockey, it makes it a little exciting. I, I understand that. I don't I don't care for it. Yeah. I don't. It, it's just not I don't know, it's not real. I don't know. Like the guy doesn't deserve to be there. No. He doesn't. He just shows up on second here's, base. Here's what it feels like. Uh guys, fans are bored. We gotta get this over with. <laughs> you just killed yourself for nine innings. Put a guy at second base. <laughs> I didn't like it at the time. I don't like it now. I haven't liked it in between. I don't like it at all. No, I don't. So you're against that. Yeah, I'm with absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I do. I like the speeding up of the game, but it just feels weird to all of a sudden there's a man on second base. Yeah, who didn't deserve to be there. Like I think what they did with the pitch clocks enough. Like one or the other. I don't need to speed up the extra innings as well. And I get you don't want to blow guys' arms. Well, that's why you got seven thousand people on a roster. Correct. It's you know a, uh, yes. So we from, don't like that. From time to time, you'll get a nineteen inning game. You know how rare that is, though. It doesn't happen often. There's nothing wrong with a 12-inning game. It's fun. It's exciting. It's like sudden death in hockey. You never know when the game's going to end. What if we did this? We get rid of it. In the 15th inning, we load the bases. (laughs) (laughs) No, I want you to just play the game. That's what I want. Just play the game. All right, just play the game. All right. We got a little more information on Oswaldo Cabrera's grandmother's tooth necklace that he has. I want to know why, and I know where you're going to say this, but she's passed. Right. The grandmother did, in fact, pass in 2015. When you write that article. Yeah. Shouldn't that be in the article? It should be. I agree. Yeah. And I read multiple articles about you this, did. Jerry. Yeah. And then even when I did, the, I read multiple articles before the warm-up show yesterday. Then when Boomer and Gio brought it up in the show, I went to more articles. The problem is these days, one person wrote the first article. And then everybody writes an article on that on article. The article. So they have no other additional yeah. information. Well, I mean, you could call the family, I suppose, try and get in touch you with could. them. You could probably get in touch with even the Yankees just yeah. for, hey, we're writing this story. It's a fun story, feel-good story. Just wondering, is she still with us? Right. I don't think it takes that much. No. So it was his grandmother. She passed away in 2015 and didn't get to see him play. Yeah, that stinks. So his mom's thought, Let's uh, put... Have the tooth watch? Yeah, you put the tooth on... uh, Well, the tooth will... She's part... She is. She's part of the game now. That is very true. So that's why he wore the tooth. And in that case, as opposed to the whole bird thing, Mm -hmm. a part of her really is there. Yes. Can't argue that. Now we just have to wonder, did this tooth fall out prior to her death or upon her death, did they remove her teeth? Don't you call the Yankees, like I just said. (laughs) See if you can get that answer for us. Hey, guys, writing an article, and we're just wondering, were these teeth removed prior to death or upon death, and are there more teeth roaming around? 
Well, that would have been, so it was eight years ago yeah. that she passed away. That would mean that they would have to have her teeth in a jar. Correct. Maybe I don't they... think teeth decompose. No, dental records. Isn't that how you can yeah. always find out who someone is? Yeah, which I never understand. I don't know how that works. They do what? I don't know. They Match you... the teeth to the dental records. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I tell you. The best thing you could do is have a distinct tattoo. Because when they yeah. identify bodies, they go, oh, he had, a, he had a Homer Simpson riding a skateboard on his What if you've ankle? got four false teeth? Yeah. And then they can check it with your records, four four false teeth in the same spot, you can confirm who someone is What that if you way. don't have any false teeth? But they're still different shapes, and they some go, the roots go deeper than others. And they're looking for fillings? Like, you had a filling Anything on that the x-rays will show that you can yeah. match. Yeah. Especially if you have an idea who the person is, and you're looking for confirmation. What about people that have those fake chompers? The ones that come out of their mouth at the end of the night? Well, not even those. Like The, the ones, ones that, you want? <laughs> no, the ones that are like in your in your jaw, but they're all fake. I don't know. Well, I guess they could know that too. This person was found with all fake teeth. Yeah, I, suppose, check his I suppose so. Implants yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, dental implants. They probably implants. have a serial number on them. Like my brother-in-law is a dentist. How often do you think the cops call him to identify patients? Why don't you never. ask him? That's a great question. That's a great conversation starter. So I should say, hey, did you ever get a call from yeah. the authorities requesting dental records? How long has he been doing it for? Probably thirty years. He's had to have at least had one. I'm going to text him during. I'm going to text him during the break. Is next he up break. now? Is he he's an early a, riser? He's an early riser. I would like to know the answer to that. Is he a listener? Uh, he does listen sometimes. I think he listens more in football season. Okay, Doctor Dave, a Doctor Paul. Okay, Doctor Paul. We well, got a lot of Pauls in your life. I do. Well, those two. My oh, just those Paul two? Paul and my brother-in-law, Paul. Oh, I thought there was yeah. another friend, Paul. He also had one time he had a guy request, could he make him vampire teeth? Here's what I... Oh, that would be weird. <laughs> I would like to know if anyone's ever come in looking for certain teeth to make him look different. Right. Which would set off a red flag. Well, what'd you do? Yeah. I just killed someone. Can you make these four no, teeth fake? <laughs> no, no. In case they request my dental records? I didn't say the guy with the client would say that. Here's what I'm Which is it look suspicious. Has he ever got a call from the authorities yeah. saying requesting dental records? Has he ever got a call from a patient saying, hey, do you mind throwing out my dental records? <laughs> Can you burn those? <laughs> although, although, no, the murderer wouldn't need his dental records. Good point. It would be the victim. Very good point, yes. Wow. The, the murderer, you do fingerprints. Or, you know, a lot of murders occur between wives and husbands. Has a husband ever called and said, hey, do you mind getting rid of my wife's dental <laughs> records? We want to start fresh. <laughs> uh, do you mind just... Well, you're watching a lot of Put, these shows. <laughs> you mind putting those dental records right through the shredder? What percentage of these shows that you have watched yeah. are focused on the husband and the wife committing the murder against one another? Probably uh, half. 85%. 85%? What about, all right, how about this? What about an angry husband or wife from someone that was being cheated on? The other 15%? <laughs> Well, still, a lot of times they they will go after their spouse and not the person they were cheating with. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So you really would say 85%? Yeah. Man. That's why, like, most people who are the victims of murder know their killer. And it's the person you walk down the aisle with. That's the thing that's crazy. That's yeah, why I never got married, you. Jerry. Yeah. I don't well, want to be murdered. Well, you will be for the next month. All right, we'll take a quick <laughs> break. 535. <laughs> Alan Jerry until six. We got Boomer and Geo then a Subway Series Thursday. Sort of. It ended last night. Right here on the fan.
I could listen to this the whole time. These guys were awesome. I never saw them. Do they perform live still? I don't know. I've never seen them either. Oh, all right. Well, what? Tell you? Maybe I, I can put them on the old guy tour that I want to go on. I wouldn't even know what one of these dudes looks like. I don't either. I have no, this is Cake, by the way. Cake. Let's see. I'm going to put in Cake 2023 tour. Let's see if they actually Let's go come see up. them, Jerry. Let's is go follow true? them around. Let's, t- let's take a no, leave of absence from our jobs and just follow Cake around on tour if they're touring, Jerry. All right. Well, then you know Live. what? First of all, they're Live. not. I got a show for you. All right. No joke. Okay. July 21st mm-hmm. in New York City. What do we got? You want to go? Or well, I Saturday. Know. I got to see what it They're is. They're at the rooftop at Pier 17. Cake is? How is it that Tears for Fears is playing Madison Square Garden and Cake is playing the rooftop at Pier 17? So they are playing. Jay. Yes. And, and or how about this? How about this weekend we go to San Diego and see them? Uh, that is better. That seems better. Yeah, they're all over the place, actually. Okay. Good Salt for Lake. Cake. So they go from, what's today? Today's the 15th? Yes. So on Tuesday, they're in San Diego. Wednesday, they're in L.A. Then they go to Utah. Then they come east. They take about three weeks off. Then they're in Maine, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Philly, and they make their way towards uh, here. Maybe we go to Philly, Jerry. Be Philly um, people. July 23rd. I might be able to do that. That's, uh, that's a Sunday, though. I can't do a Sunday No, we're out for Sundays. Sorry, that's, Cake. Why would they not? Now, why wouldn't they play on the 22nd on Saturday night? Cake can't be uh, making demands at this point, Jerry. That's, that's the problem. Annoying. All right, so we... Well, they are playing the 22nd. I take it back. They're in New York on the 22nd. Got that's it. why. You want to go? No. I don't want to come into the city on a Saturday, Jerry. What if I told you you still had a roommate at that point? <laughs> oh, Gina's still staying with me? <laughs> Yeah, Gina's coming to stay with me for a month. I know. Eddie, get ready. Cranky Al is on the way. Woohoo! <laughs> that starts this weekend. And the best part is, usually when Al comes back to work after a vacation, he comes back refreshed on that Monday. Yeah. He's going to come back probably excited to come back to work, but also angry. <laughs> Jerry, is, is I Is this just... after the, the trip to Indiana or the first week of July? Or both? It's... Uh, it, it, w- it's it's mixed in there. So in some of the time she's staying with me, it will be in Indiana. Then I'll have a vacation week also. So it, it's a good. It, it's a, it goes back. That forth. vacation week, where are you guys going? We don't have plan right now. So you'd be staring at each other all day. <laughs> and that second week you're taking off in the summer. Is that is she still going to be there? I think so. Yeah. So two weeks where you can stare at one another. I don't know. I'd, I'd have to book look. some trips. Be a lot of dog walks, Jerry. <laughs> This dog needs to go out again. I'll see you. Did you hear that? What? She's sleeping. Nope, nope. She winced. Time to take her for a walk. I'm going to be like the rest of you guys. I'm going to take up golf. <laughs> Listen, I'm playing with Matthew on Friday. We can jo- You can join the group. This sports got me hooked. I got to get out there. It's a six-hour day, Al. And do some golfing. And if you're smart, you play at 10. Like, when I used to play on the weekends, I would go at like 7 a.m. so I can make sure I was home by noon and then still have a day. If you want, we could play at like 10.30 on the Saturday to where you have to leave at 9. It takes five hours to play. Get a little early dinner before you go home. You're at home till 6 p.m. Yeah. I'm on to you guys now. You married guys or you guys living with your significant others. Yeah, well, you know what? I'm I've, on to you. I haven't played in 12 years. You golf. And I never play. You fish. I don't fish. I don't fish. I don't fish, and I haven't golfed in literally a decade. You play pickleball, pickleball, pickleball. I don't do that either. I'm not looking to run away from my house or my wife or my kids. Okay. 
So I don't play all of those. I just play now because Matthew's playing golf. Uh, you know what? I'm in. I'm back in. That's finally. Cool. I stopped playing the year after he was born. Is and he? Can he drive it off the? Yeah, tee? Yeah, he can hit the ball. Whoosh. Yeah, both boys can. Yep. Whoosh. Like I have no. When we go to a golf course, usually they'll see Joe. Now Joseph's my height now, but in the last couple of years, when he was still, you know, chest high. People would see him like, oh, we're behind the kid. And then he would go up there and stripe it down the middle of the fairway, yeah. and I'm the one in the trees. And, <laughs> but so, I no, I have no qualms taking them because they can hit the ball. The old man's in the trees. Yes, that's, I can't, yeah, I can't put the ball in the fairway to save my life anymore. Trav, this is another poorly written article. You know, yesterday we talked about the Oswaldo Cabrera one, and he's wearing his grandmother's tooth, and we didn't know in the article whether the grandmother was still alive or Correct. she passed. And we found out she did pass. Another article. I'm going based on the headline, but nowhere in the article does it confirm this. The headline says, uh, well, this, this, is, this is the article. San Francisco Giants reliever Keaton Wynn okay. got his first save Tuesday night for the Giants. Right. It was his first time ever in a major league ballpark. No kidding. But nowhere in the article does it say like he never went to a major league baseball game. It did say he grew up in, like, Iowa or something where they don't have anything like that. I mean, the headline is pretty clear. Earned save and first time at MLB Stadium. Although, yeah, I don't know. I would think somewhere in the article they would, you know, reemphasize that. But that's pretty wild. That is, first time showing up in a stadium and he gets a save? Yeah, I agree. I'm trying to see if anything here. Because when you Google it, obviously some Twitter posts come up about it as well. Yeah. And none of them really say. That's pretty cool. It is, he, I mean, that's got to be. We always talk about when you go to the go to a major league stadium for the first time. You go through the tunnel and the smell and the grass just looks yeah. greener. And it, it is. It's even as a soon to be fifty year old. It's still really cool. Could you imagine having that feeling, but walking up through the dugout steps and walking onto the field yeah. and like you belong. And you're going to the mound. You might go to the mound at some point that day. Yeah, wild. That's like five different levels of cool. Very cool. Some of his friends would be like, yeah, you ever go to a baseball game? Yeah, I got a save in the first time I went. Yeah, no, it, it really is. That's pretty awesome. That yeah. is that is pretty cool. So let's see. Is hey, Keaton Wynn, good for you. Yes, there's no – what's surprising to me is in this day and age where a lot of high school programs end up playing games, whether they're tournament games or – events, showcases. Yeah. I'm surprised just with that he's never been in a major league stadium. But, yeah, I guess not. How about this? Tour a ballpark when you go to a city. You could do that, Keaton too. Win, let's go. You could do that, too. Or yeah. you could wait till you're on the hill yourself. Get yourself yes. a nice save. If you got to have you have to have confidence in yourself to know that you're going to be on a major yeah. league field. But good for him. Absolutely. The New York Mets have given uh, Daniel Vogelback a mental break. He's not been in the lineup due, due to a no, mental no, they break. They just realized he's terrible. Oh. Well, they said he needs a mental break. Now, he said he's not taking it as a mental break, that he's actually... He's been benched. Well, well, he said he's taking it as a way to get better, not just to take a mental time off. Him. I mean, no, he's capable. He just hasn't worked here. Yeah. Remember when he showed up, he was, like, slimmer in spring training? And then, like, when the season started, it looked like he was at his usual uh, weight. It was strange. Maybe the diet ended. Maybe. Or maybe he hit the weight. Maybe he didn't hit the weights as crazy in the in the summer. Don't know the answer but to that. But he's like back to his playing weight. Okay. Whatever. Which is a little thick. He seems, no offense to him, but he seems irrelevant at this point to me. He is. That's mm-hmm. sad. And it's just a matter of, for me, it's a matter of time of when they DFA him, as they say. Mm. 
but we'll see. Who knows? Maybe he comes back and it's four home runs in one game. Or we switch him out for Luke Voigt. And then, uh, well, Luke Voigt's not even here. Oh, you mean send him to Syracuse? Yeah, I don't, I don't know what his out. options are. I don't know. I have no idea what that is. I did see Luke Voigt, I think, hit a home run. No, I saw he also had a triple two days really? ago. I think in his first game at Syracuse, I think he tripled. Maybe that was it. Maybe I doubled. saw a triple. He had an extra base hit for sure. I just don't remember if it was a double or a triple. Luke Voigt. How about that? I see Dalvin Cook, uh, you know, who was let go by the Minnesota Vikings, Jerry, that uh, he's looking to make $10 million a season. Nice. Oh, my. Well, the thing, here's what I got to thinking. That's what Saquon Barkley doesn't want to play for, even $10 million. He wants, a, well, he wants a longer-term deal. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have Dalvin Cook or Saquon Barkley? That's a great question. Mm-hmm. To me, I would take whichever one I can get for, for lesser. more of a cap-friendly number. Yeah. Both great backs. Really good players. Uh, six and one, half dozen of the other. So you see them as similar dudes. Yeah, I mean, talent level, yes. And what they can do for a team, yeah. Yeah, if you gave me one or the other, I'd be thrilled. <laughs> right. You'll take either one of them. Yes, absolutely. So if you got the second pick in that uh, sweepstakes, you're still a winner. You're still a winner. 100%. Yeah. I am still so thrown off by them paying wide receivers insane amounts of money. Like, I understand the quarterback, and when teams have no quarterback, they stink. Yes. But these wide receivers and running backs, to me, seem somewhat interchangeable. I don't know why one is valued so much higher than the other one. I will tell you, I watched not a lot, but I did watch enough of the USFL and the XFL. Yeah, I put a game on from here and, you know, here and there for a few series. Never watched a full game. Never watched a full half. But I did a – there's a lot of talent out there. Guys make catches all over the place. Guys can run the football all over the place. The, it's I agree with I agree to a certain extent with the with the quarterback. I just also don't believe they should make thirty five percent of right. what you're paying the team. I don't. I don't. Right, because even though Daniel Jones had a nice season last year, we still would always say, "Look, and he's not throwing anybody." Yeah, he's correct. No one to throw to. And yet there were games where his wide receiving core made great plays. Yes. There were also games where guys dropped balls in big spots that you would hope a big-time receiver wouldn't. But how many times have we seen big-time receivers drop passes? All the time. Happens all the time. Absolutely. So, and that whole the whole salary cap structure in the NFL, I do not like. Yeah, Never have. Weird. Never have. I saw o- Odell Beckham Jr. making catches in yeah. uh, Ravens camp. I had him written in yesterday like three different times. Never got to him. Yeah. I think I want him to do well. Um, I suppose. I don't think I'm rooting against him. Don't really care. Don't care either way. No, he falls in line with a lot of things in my life that I don't really care about. Yeah. But at least you don't have a sleep. At least you're not like, I hope he fails. No, no, no. Why? Why would you hope he fails? I don't know. No. Well, some guys, some guys are annoying in that they're all over the place. And you if he was on the Eagles, the Giants, or the Commanders, I'd be rooting for failure. He's <laughs> on the Ravens. Yeah. Go enjoy yourself. My Matter of fact, go have 2,000 yards receiving. And we'll say, hey, good for you. Don't care. Yeah, I'm uh, kind of hoping the Lamar Jackson, the Odell Beckham Jr. thing works out. It should. Like, why? Uh, barring injury. Yeah. Why wouldn't it? I don't know. Right. Exactly. The only way it wouldn't work is if they both stink. What's funny is watching him in practice, you know, you would always see him making these weird, like, backhanded one-hand mm-hmm. catches. And then he'd drop a ball on his gut. Yes, well, that's what, I'm, <laughs> that's what we're talking about, the talent level. These guys can make these unbelievable, tough, difficult catches, bodies basically twisting and turning, and then they're wide open over the middle, and it goes right through the hands, hits them in the face. Yeah, we, it's so strange. It's almost like the guy that has too much time to think on the mound. Right. Al, 
Yes. When all of a sudden you get in your own head and you can't. They see the ball coming. It's an easy catch. And all of a sudden they start to turn and look before they actually secure the ball. The difficult one is like they're looking it in the whole way. It's just different. I think of that all the time when I'm watching a football game and a guy is wide open mm-hmm. and the quarterback gets the ball right to him. Just when you're so wide open and you know it. Yep. The amount of time that ball must seem to be in the air. Yeah. For Three to, hours. For you to think about yeah, I better catch this. There's no one on me. And we've seen some bad ones. Yeah, we've seen some bad ones over the years. We sure have. That's why no matter it's really no matter what sport you're in, it's I mean maybe golf I guess because you stand over the ball and you're going through your routine. But thinking is like the worst thing you can do. Yeah, well, like the golf and like bowling, it's just you and it's focus the, the course or whatever. You and the ball. Yeah, there's never you're not being defended. Correct. So that's why I think like in a wide open position in the NFL. That's yeah. a lot to They're think thinking. about. Or even in baseball, like a, a, a pop-up to center. That's, that's just, a mile high. Yeah, and like the game's over if you catch yes. this and it's an easy. That's a lot of time to think. Luis Castillo. Yes. All right, 5.53, got to take a break. When we come back, we'll wrap it up. Odyssey Sportsman and Amy Lawrence. I think this is on Major League Baseball. Let's go. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. Always interesting conversation during the breaks. A couple minutes before we get to the Boomer and Geo. What else you got there? Oh. Are you interested in this, Jerry? No. <laughs> What's that? I haven't heard it yet. Yeah. Uh, Netflix has released the trailer for their six-part documentary series called Quarterback. And this was last year, the mm-hmm. 2022 season. They followed around Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota. I feel like we've talked about this yeah. before because it was... I. I think this came out when Mariota got benched. Remember we talked about this and we wondered yeah. if the cameras would follow him when he just left the team? Yes. It was the right, Falcons, right, right. I think, right? Yeah, it was. You're and correct. he just left the organization. Yeah, he's like, I'm out. Yeah I, yeah, I would give this a shot. Yeah, I want to watch this. It follows them. Uh, they were mic'd up for every single game in the season. That's cool. It follows them around at home. I think they wanted to pick like a veteran quarterback. Okay. Kirk Cousins. Yeah. A guy at the top of his game in Mahomes and a guy that's struggling a little bit. A so veteran I, that's kind of on his way out. Yeah, so I think yes. that kind of nailed yeah, all I, those. I might give that a try. Yeah, I'm interested in that. Yeah, I, yeah, perhaps. I'll be all over that. When does this come out? Uh, July 12th, six-part series. Okay. Is that when we're going to see Cake? <laughs> That'll be later. Uh, that's right, July 22nd. That's I wonder right. if we'll see Patrick Mahomes' crazy brother in that. I would think so. We know his wife should be in it. Oh, his wife will be all over that. So the cameras are with them even off the field yeah, and at home. even off the field and at home. Hmm. And then I guess whatever drama was going on with Stefan Diggs, he was uh, back at they the They worked Bills. it out. <laughs> worked it out. Every, it's kumbaya. Everything's yeah. great. Sean yeah. McDermott said he feels the uh, situation's resolved, Jerry. Okay, so we move on. And don't ask him about it either. Do you think this is clearly and only was a story because we're in the land and the time of Twitter mm-hmm. and a 24-hour news cycle? Yes. 30 years WFAN, WFAN-FM, WFAN-FM HD1, New York, always live on the free Odyssey app.